0: fellowship, and love. CMF Curo is the country's first Catholic health share ministry to provide an affordable health sharing program rooted in Catholic teaching and community. Learn more at mycatholichealthshare.com. CMF Curo. Healthcare Fully Alive. This Our Mother of the Eucharist production is made possible by you. If you would like to support us by donating, click the Give Online tab at the top of our website, OurMotherOfTheEucharist.org. Thank you and God bless you. Welcome to Shades of Blue. All that is good, all that is true, all that is beautiful, all that is holy, all that is pure, all that is virtuous, all that is merry. This is Out of the Blue with Sister Carista Maria and Sister Mary Claire.
1: Hi, everybody. We're um, commemorating Saint uh, John Paul II, Pope John Paul II, on his, on his feast, feast day, day today. Mm-hmm. And um, Sister Christa Maria and I, uh, we have chosen him as our patron uh, saint for missionaries of our Mother of the Eucharist. And so, Sister, I was And just of course, First Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, is our
2: main patroness. Absolutely. But Pope John Paul II... We love you. Amen. He's our patron, and we love him, and, and we always want to— He's wanna, our um, father. Yeah. He's, for, he's formed us so much in all of his different writings. Absolutely. And and this actually is a, a relic. This is actually part of his what he wore, you know, like his garment that he wore. We got it from his secretary, who happened to be in Mississippi. That, yeah. that day, he was a secretary for
1: John Paul II. John Paul II, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, Sister, can you kind of share a little bit about uh, Pope John Paul II? About, about and, why and, we love him so oh much? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I mean, there's like so much to cover. <laughs> there's this. so much to share. Because he has written so yeah. many encyclicals. He's written so many letters. He's like Marian, Eucharistic. He's the one that wants to... He's the totus to his pope. Totus to his pope that wanted to anchor us between the Eucharist and Mary. Yes, Paris. yes. So let's talk about that. And so I'd like to share, all right, so
2: these are some of his latest apostolic letters. One of them is Stay With Us, Lord. That was really his last one between 2004 and 2005 before he died. And it's on the Eucharist. And this was his letter um, on the rosary in 2002. And this actually, the quote I'm going to share right now actually came from his, I think it was an encyclical on Eucharistia, on the Eucharist, and around that, those probably 2004, somewhere in that area. But Pope John Paul II sets out a program for us. Do you want to hold this up for him? (laughs) If you can. So Pope John Paul II, I have it on the back of our, we have it on the back of our holy card. He says, to contemplate the face of Christ and to contemplate it with Mary is the program which I have set before the church at the dawn of the third millennium. To contemplate Christ above all in the living sacrament of his body and his blood so Pope John Paul II has set out a program for us. Amen. And he and you know we all know that we are in major turmoil right now. And in fact, this is a picture of John Bosco's most famous dream, mm. but there's actually a picture that I really love of of all the chaos happening. And the ship is going like this and all cardinals in the boat are like falling to the side and falling down and and boats from outside are shooting, and the waves are so high, and there's just so much. and you can so see it. You can see in the uh, distance the two pillars of the Eucharist and Mary. Mm. And but that's the times we're in. And this is why Pope John Paul II gave us this program because he knew this is the answer, our need to anchor on again, I'm going to repeat it, he says, to contemplate the face of Christ and to contemplate it with Mary is the program which I have set before the the church at the dawn of the the new millennium Mm. to contemplate Christ above all in the living sacrament of his body and his blood. So we are so called, Pope John Paul II knew the times we're living in. Amen. And he knew and, and so of course anything you'd like to say about that before we before
1: I share a couple other quotes with this? Not at this point. I, I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> okay. All
2: right. So this is um on the rosary. And what's the name of that? It's called On the Most Holy Rosary. Oh, okay. Rosarium Virginis Maria. Mariae. yeah And In it, John Paul II, and y'all have probably heard us quote this a lot, but he says, he's so strongly encouraging the rosary, and he says, without contemplation, the rosary is a body without a soul, and its recitation runs the risk of becoming a mechanical repetition of formulas. And he's actually quoting Paul VI, Pope Saint Saint Paul VI. Wow, Saint Paul VI, yes. Yes, without contemplation, the rosary can be monotonous, mechanical, as as we've all probably experienced. And and Pope John Paul II, the rosary was his favorite prayer. Amen. And he was so strongly throughout his time, you know, uh, in his pontificate, he, he was the constantly daily. yes, and constantly yes. encouraging pray the rosary. And so I want to quote the end. Of this encyclical I mean this letter apostolic letter because it's so important for us in these times I encourage us especially since this is his feast day to really heed John Paul II's words he says I look to all of you brothers and sisters of every state of life to you Christian families to you the sick and elderly and to you young people confidently take up the rosary once again rediscover the rosary in the light of scripture and in harmony with the liturgy and in the context of your daily lives and he says may this appeal of mine not go unheard exclamation mark mm. He also He's also asking all bishops, all priests and everything. He says that as well, all religious, everyone. But he's saying, take up the rosary. May this appeal of mine not go
1: unheard. Right. I, I can repeat what he uh, said to someone um, in the church that was saying, um, uh, Pope John Paul II, he was talking to him and he said, listen, there's mm-hmm. just so much uh, stuff going on in the church right now and so much... Uh, Chaos and just uh, things are disordered and so forth. Um, are you going to do something about it? I mean, are you? What are you going to do? You know. And uh, Pope John Paul II, he just he lifted up the rosary and he said, uh, he said, I've already tried. He said, but here is the answer. He said, I've already tried, but here is the answer: praying the rosary. He knows that it's a weapon and it is our weapon of the times. He knew
2: that things are so bad right now, and there's so much deception, so much um, stronghold right. everywhere right. that we have to pray. We have to pray to break the
1: strongholds and suffer and, the and rosary, do penance, as Mary said. Right, and and, and uh, I, I can't stress enough to people that the rosary is um like we were talking about not something to pray mechanically because we can easily get into that just because we want to hurry up and we want to finish it uh, but we really need to pray it from the heart because that's contemplation because we're really meditating on the life of christ and we're inviting mary into it asking mary to help us to contemplate because she is the perfect contemplative because
2: she, she was there she was there throughout Christ's life and so she draws us into her heart right as we enter into the mysteries Absolutely. and and contemplation is encountering Christ mm. contemplation is encountering God and so it's about exposing our hearts to God who exposes his heart to yes. us and and being as children Mm-hmm. And 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 entering into the mystery, and and bringing Jesus our hearts, bringing right. Mary our hearts,
1: right. bringing the Holy Trinity our hearts. Now, what's just striking me right now is that our Holy Father um, and the Popes throughout the ages who have really loved the Rosary. I was thinking of Pope John Paul II. He had. So much on his plate. I mean, he had yeah. the the weight of the world on his shoulders, so to speak, in Holy Mother Church. And he had so many different things that he had to face. And here he is, this intellectual, extremely intellectual, knew 20-something languages, um, very, very inte- mm-hmm. intelligent. And here he is praying the rosary daily. Yeah. And so it's showing you it doesn't matter about your intellect and you can say, oh, the rosary is just for little old ladies. And, you know, um, no, the rosary is for everyone. It's for the humble it's and the little. Everyone.
2: And it's going to bind. It's a, it's a frail, thin chain that is going to bind Satan. Right. Right. So we're going to stop this, but we're going to go on to a little part two to continue about John
1: Paul II. Amen. God bless you. We are again, um, Sister, uh, uh, part two on uh, St. Pope John Paul II. And I just wanted to ask you, what is it that you're looking at right there? Well,
2: so... Um, I didn't quote him in "Stay with Me, Lord" yet, which is uh, his apostolic letter that he, he sent out in two thousand four. Uh, probably one of his last
1: writings before he died. Uh, where I, I didn't know about this one, "Stay with mm-hmm. Me, Lord," because you know that is you know where that comes from, right? The road to Emmaus. Right, exactly, yeah, the, the breaking two, of the bread. Yeah, yeah. the two apostles were like downcast and they were so upset, you know, that Jesus just got crucified and killed and, and he, they said, stay with me, stay with us, Lord. And that's what John Paul
2: II is talking about um, in this third chapter of this letter. And he's, um, he's talking about this. I want to ask this question to those of you out there. What is the greatest hunger or yearning in your heart right now. What is the greatest yearning in your heart? <laughs> oh, I know what's the greatest yearning in my heart. <laughs> so so it's so important for us to be aware of our hearts right. and and the desires in our hearts, whether they're ordered or disordered. Exactly. Yep. Rightly or disright disordered. Right. <laughs> but um, so John Paul too is telling us in this what the greatest of human yearnings is. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) He says, um, this relationship of profound and mutual abiding with Jesus enables us to have a certain foretaste of heaven on earth. And then he goes on to say, is this not the greatest of human yearnings? Because he's he's referring to... um, first of all, the disciples on the way to Emmaus and how they wanted Jesus to
1: stay with them. Right. And so in the breaking of the bread... They didn't recognize him yet. They didn't know that it was Jesus. They just said, their hearts were just burning and they were just saying, stay with us. Yes. Don't leave. Because he was acting like he was going to walk away from them. Yeah. He was leaving them.
2: Yeah, and so when so, Jesus stayed and... They had a holy mass, (laughs) the breaking of the bread, and in the breaking of the bread, they recognized him, and then Jesus disappeared. disappeared. And so. And they were just left with the bread. Right, which, and this is why Pope John Paul II speaks of abide in me and I in Mm -hmm. you, which is really what takes place as we receive Jesus in Holy Communion it's, it's communion thing. and it, rather than just staying with us Jesus being outside of us right. he He's became applying. he became the living bread come down from heaven that we can receive him and he can abide in me and I in him same for each one of us and so this is what Jesus is saying John Paul II is saying that this is the greatest of human yearnings, is communion with Jesus, right. abiding in him as he abides in us, just like he is the vine and we are the branches. Right. And and so he goes on, John Paul II goes on and says, God has placed in human hearts a hunger for his word, a hunger Which will be satisfied only by full union with Him. Hmm. Eucharistic communion was given so that we might be sated with God here on earth, in expectation of our complete fulfillment in heaven. Hmm. So that's the question we have. All right, what is our greatest hunger and yearning? And, you know, because. We can have a desire for so many things, but the bottom line is God made us all with a God-sized void and with this profound hunger and longing for communion with him, with him. And so often we're, we're so deceived because the dark is so dark and not only does the serpent have that one tree that he's, so sly and deceptive about, but he has this whole world now. He's the prince of this world.
1: Yeah, I I was just thinking about whenever we give retreats to people and we ask them what is it that they're longing for, and um, we get different answers, but for the most part, it is what we're talking about, and that is to be known and loved in the depths of who we are, each Mm -hmm. person has a great hunger for that to really be known and loved and i mean i'd even say this we had a some
2: precious men we had a men's yes. retreat and they were just very cute because yeah, we were
1: pretty amazed. because
2: we weren't expecting them to answer us and <laughs> tell us what their greatest no. yeah. hunger was but they started answering and of course none of them were saying this about right they, they right. were all they all had their different things but it was more on a natural realm, right? On the earthly plane. But when when we shared that with them, it really got them thinking and and they were really disposing themselves to get in touch with that deeper hunger, right? Right. So so this is our beloved Pope John Paul II's message for us encouraging us to be aware of that deepest hunger in our hearts and And to recognize that really the deepest underlying at the core hunger that each of us have is to abide in him and him and and us, meaning Jesus, to be in this profound communion with Jesus and and through that with the Holy Trinity to live our baptismal vows because this is the grace of receiving Jesus in Holy Communion. It stirs up our baptismal graces of of that communion with the spiritual presence of God always within us because when we're baptized we receive the indwelling presence of the Holy Trinity right and so when we receive Jesus truly present and substantially present as he is in heaven when we receive him in communion then it stirs up those baptismal graces it's the consummation of our baptismal vows, that one flesh union to which we're called, that John Paul II actually talks about that as well. So I'm just gonna end by saying, by repeating what John Paul II says. God has placed in human hearts a hunger for his word, a hunger which will be satisfied only by full union with him. Mm-hmm. Eucharistic communion was given so that we might be sated with God here on earth in expectation of our complete fulfillment in heaven.
1: And you know what was coming to my mind as you're, you're saying that was I was thinking about the youth synod that is going mm. on right now. Mm. And what would uh, Pope John Paul, St. John Paul II be talking about to the youth. He would be talking mm, about they this. would just what we were and sharing the program. With you, exactly. He would be talking about the Eucharist and Mary and how he would set the hearts on fire of the youth. He really they had a longing and a thirst, you know, to know the truth. They want so to speak, the meat and potatoes of our Catholic faith. Amen. They want, they want to know, and, and, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but there was a, a young lady who wrote a letter uh, to the mm-hmm. Pope from the Youth Synod, and she kind of said that. Wow, She said, you Beautiful. know, please, you know, we want... To know that we truth. want the we don't richness want it watered down she said we want the richness yeah. of the liturgy didn't they say we,
2: that yeah me, she wanted the
1: richness of yes the liturgy. she wanted uh, she was hoping you know that the Pope would talk about things that were were not going to water down the faith and um, just call the youth on Amen. to a deeper union with Christ. And his mother, well, and and our holy mother, the Church. Beautiful, and they're, they're longing beautiful. for that. You know, the, it, it's it's deep in the core yes. of our being. Well, you know, yeah. And in
2: so, in closing this, you're reminding me to just end it by saying, totus tuus Mariae," because yes. that is why John Paul II said, actually, this was this was what allowed any success, any anything that took place in his life was because. He had read True Devotion to Mary, Louis de Montfort, and he was consecrated to Mary. And that is what allowed him to have any of the graces that flowed. And, and so I think it's very fitting for us on this day, his feast day, to ask him to intercede for the Youth Synod, Yes. for the Youth Synod, yes. and for the Absolutely. church in these times and for the whole world. So, Pope John Paul II, please intercede for us all. We
1: love you. John S- Paul II, two. we love you. love you. And Mother Mary II. <laughs> God bless you God all. bless you. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Out of the Blue. Visit us on our MotheroftheEucharist.org to donate and for more information about our ministries. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com.